We are back for another episode of Touchline Thoughts powered by the Garage Door Sports Network. I'm Irfan Manji. A lot of juicy matchups in the Champions League on both the women's and the men's sides. Maybe some Europa. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but step, sit back, enjoy. We'll catch you in a quick sec. All right, she's back, folks. Uh, Paige Culver is joining us from France once again. I think you've been on the last four episodes in a row or something <laughs> like that. At this point, like we can call you a co-host or a, a special honorary co-host or something, whatever you want to be called. But um, welcome back. How are you? Thanks. I'm good. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Wonderful. How's training going for you so far? Um, it's been good. We had a really tough week this week because we don't have um, a match this weekend. So um, happy to have the weekend off to recover a little bit. But yeah, no, it's been a good, good week of training. That's good. Uh, next matchup you have is against who? Gangong. We play Gangong on the 27th. Yeah. Um, so that'll be a really tough game for us. And then followed by PSG is it yeah yeah PSG all right so that. fingers crossed uh hopefully you get a start or so because last game uh, I felt like your team needed someone on defense to really <laughs> really shore it up um a little leaky back there but uh I will not argue that no I agree all right let's get right quickly into this today's starting 11 is brought to us by Shenzi Shack. don't forget to give the Shack and Chef Saba follow Instagram as you bring you cuisines from around the world they deliver and now are available for pickup in the Vancouver area all right, so I quickly wanted to start with the Women's Champions League because I think as soon as I found out what the matches were, I was just like texting you and going, okay, dude, yeah. like, holy crap. Um, I did it as my final thought last weekend on Garage Door Sports, and I was like, guys, like, I can't. This, these matchups are freaking ridiculous. Um, so why don't we get right into it? The best matchup of all, I no offense to anyone else, but it's PSG Lyon. Oh, uh, why sure. don't we Why don't we start there? Uh, why don't you start us take us through it? What do you think of this matchup? Well, first of all, I am so excited about all these games. I'm more excited about the women's side than the men's side because yes. I think the games are way more competitive here. But um, I mean, PSG Lyon is such a classic battle, and we see it in our league all the time. They're fighting for that first position spot um, in our championship right now. So, oh my god, I know. PSG has been struggling with some COVID issues and and so hopefully if they've got their full squad it's going to be it's going to be a show. Oh it's going to be electric and you also mentioned uh, off the the show here that there's a potential for a third matchup between these two teams in the next couple of weeks. Yeah so they had a game that was is supposed to be rescheduled. Um, Paris had some some issues with COVID so they have a rescheduled match coming up so if that's within the next few weeks they're going to be playing each other quite a few times oh and i hope they air these games or at least somewhere where we can watch them or on tv or whatever it could be like holy crap like i'm telling you like i looked at the schedule and i was like holy shit there's matchups yeah um, that'll be I'm, the title race for me psg oh, yeah. Lyon. yeah that'll be oh, a championship course. game i feel like i would have to give the edge to Lyon for the champions league just because i don't think psg's going to be healthy i mean they forfeited the last matchup i mean obviously they still beat spread up praha five to three on aggregate didn't really make a difference but 
I think for Champions League wise, it's Lyon or are you leading towards a new face to win the, the championship? I'm I'm hoping PSG because watching some of the Lyon games, they just haven't compared to their form last season. I know they've lost like Lucy Bronze and players like that, but you know, it'd be nice to see to see a change. And I you know, PSG's been in form when they have all their players, they're they're looking good. Like they're like you were saying, they're electric to watch. So yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think we can go back to their matchup against Bronby. They didn't look convincing. Like, yes, they won both yeah. legs, but I don't think it was convincing. I, they, they had pressure, but I thought a good defensive outplay by the Bronby side um, just kind of pushed them into their own half, and they and they defended quite well. Obviously, you give up goals against the best team in the world. Right. But if PSG can play a solid defensive game... Uh, I can honestly, I can be on the same side as you saying that this is, this is a Lyon loss, but again, it's two legs in a week. Of and you never time. know, you never know yeah. what happens, you know, Champions League is so unpredictable. So, you know, you have one, one bad game and, you know, you lose on aggregate or something, but yeah. I think it'll be, I think that that'll be the game to watch. For sure. And I think the the good part about this season is we're going to see two legs now uh, when yeah. it comes to yeah. the knockout. Well, last year, obviously with COVID, we saw a quick, you lose one, you move on sort of deal. Um, this time, I think if, if Paris loses the first leg, then at least they have the second leg to recoup with whoever players or whatever players they can bring back. For sure. I agree. Uh, let's move to the other really big story. Um, Chelsea women. So Pernille Harder is going to face her former squad in Wolfsburg. Uh, Chelsea, I believe that they've played their three of their last four campaigns have been ended by Wolfsburg. So is this going to be a different draw because Chelsea's high and flying and Emma Hayes has this team electrically playing well? I like the word electric today, so I'm going to run electric. with it. Um, but like she's got them cohesively playing. They weren't leading the league, but now they are. Um, is this going to be different for them? You know, I think I think the change of players is going to make a difference for them. And I think it's going to hurt Wolfsburg on the other end. And, mm-hmm. you know, this one or one player changed I think can make a whole difference and you know she's such great quality that adding that to Chelsea and taking it from Wolfsburg I think I think Chelsea will come on top on this game and and you know unfortunate for Wolfsburg because they're such a such a good team and such a fun team to watch and I mean last year they were really exciting to watch in the Champions League so but I think Chelsea I think Chelsea takes it yeah it's tough when you lose your captain yeah um at the end of a the season. A lot of experience and, there, right? Yeah, so. of course. And, and like you even look at the Chelsea squad, Harder doesn't start every match. Like she doesn't no. need to be in every match because I think the the flexibility that Emma Hayes has in her squad and rotating and, and doing well. And I mean, at well, the same got- time, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say they've got a lot of depth. I mean, they're even putting, you know, Jesse Fleming, one of the best Canadians on the bench, right? So yeah. It's it, like they've got a ton of depth in their squad. And I think Wolfsburg doesn't necessarily have that. So yeah, it's going to be a little different for their them. I mean, right now they're sitting second in their in their division, uh, five points behind Bayern. I, I feel like they're a step behind this year, unfortunately. Yeah, and I think that that has a lot to do with with um, losing top quality players. Yeah, and I also say they're losing a step. They're fourteen one and one. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> they're not bad. <laughs> but I mean, just Bayern's been sixteen zero and zero, and you're like, okay, this is very different. Like Bayern's always been trying to. Uh, get above Wolfsburg in the women's division, but it's, it's sort of happening this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, let's go to the other tie here for the other German squad. Uh, Bayern takes some Rosengard. Uh, I feel like this is Bayern's to lose just because, I mean, they're the more they're the more complete team. They're leading their division. Um, they did sort of struggle, though, um, in the second leg against uh, their opponents. But I, 9-1 on aggregate means absolutely nothing. Like, I'm saying 3 nothing and they struggled. <laughs> it means absolutely nothing, right? So... I think yeah, Rosengard I mean, might be. Yeah, I think Bayern's in form and, you know, they've been playing, right? Whereas Rosengard, not so much. Their season doesn't start until April. Yeah. Um, and I think that also might play into it a little bit. You know, you're coming in, whether it's going to help you or hurt you, you might be coming in more fresh. You might be coming in with less, you know, games under your belt there. So I yeah. think I agree with you, Bayern. It's kind of Bayern's to lose. Yeah. Um, but that's what's exciting about Champions League. You never know what's what's going to happen. So maybe sure. Rosengard pulls one out and maybe. I mean, we've got some Canadians over there, so we got to cheer for them as well, but of course, I mean, it's not as crazy as March madness when everyone just decides to lose no matter what seat you're at. But I think right. with this one, <laughs> with this one, I think oh, you can see a surprise happening at least in the first two matches that we talked about. Yeah. And then the final matchup, Barcelona, Man City. Of course, you know my love for Jenny Hermoso. Jenny. <laughs> and obviously, I'm going to be cheering for, for her to at least get a goal or so. But um, on the other side, this City squad is very good. They're yeah, very, but I very think, good. I think this could be a really good matchup. Um, yeah. I don't think there's necessarily one that's one team here that's going to run away with it. No. Um, I think it'll be a competitive game. And I think it'll be an exciting game to watch. But like you said, Man City's looking good this season. Um, yeah. You know they're they're in for the title race. So um, it's a little yes. scary the way that they're playing. Like their their previous matchup, they had. Um, just gonna pull it up quickly. Fiorentina, and, and we had both said that Fiorentina is a very good squad. You've seen yeah. them play, and also from the recent, but they just killed them. Like they literally, they, they really did. Their ability to find the pass to the seams um, through the defense, like it, it felt like we're watching Pep's squad, but for mm. the women's play, they did just breaking their teams down. And I think if Barcelona, if they can't get the ball, they're going to have to do a good job defending. Yeah. I mean, I think this is another team with a lot of depth. Like they've got a lot of players that can come off the bench and make a difference. Yeah. Um, and I think in big games like this, that, is the difference between winning and losing like a champions league spot, you know, you have two legs to play. And I think when you have enough players that can come off the bench and just pump in goals or something, it's going to, you know, work in their favor. So, but I think it'll still be a good game regardless. Um, Barcelona, as you know, like is a great squad as well. And uh, we're cheering for Jenny as well. So (laughs) we are, as soon as she hit that hat trick, I was like, I told you she's going to score a hat trick. She's just that good. Um, Oh, she is. She's great. She's just freaking amazing. I'm I'm like, if she ever leaves Barcelona, then please just come to the (laughs) FAWSL play for United. So I can go get your Jersey and, but not that it's stopping me from getting a Barcelona Jersey. I just don't want a Barcelona Jersey. Yeah. You're a United fan through and through. You can't do it. Yeah. They can't do it. I mean, I contemplated the, the city, uh, the black city jerseys cause they're so okay. beautiful, but I was like, no, I can't, I can't, I, I can't I do it. My that's, soul. that's like the biggest, you can't do that. If you're a United fan, you can't take a city Jersey. No, I mean, I'll admire it. I think even the, the, the Arsenal kits are beautiful as well, but I mean, I'm never going to be like, I'll put it on like, no, I will okay. say they did a good job with the kits this season. I think a lot of the teams, when they announce them, the only one I really, I can't get behind is the the city white one with the blue. Um, it's got like that light blue. Oh, okay. Paisley yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. For some reason, I'm like, it looks like wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> so it actually looks better um, in person than it does yeah off the screen yeah i have uh hayley mcgoldrick uh who's always on the show once in a while she got that jersey because we were talking about it and it looks phenomenal like it's oh, very okay. good like it, it does the pictures don't do it justice so if you say, ever it, it kind of looks like wallpaper in the picture so I can't. it does but i mean when when she put it up close it's like a really nice finishing obviously it's a weird design because you don't expect to see it but it was actually really pretty for oh, sure cool for Maybe sure I'll yeah. check it out next time i'm i'm in the soccer store so yeah do that yeah just don't buy it right no <laughs> um there are a few canadians that are active and playing in the quarterfinals um i mean i was looking at city and i saw janine becky play and i was like holy mm-hmm. crap this this girl is just phenomenal like if you're looking to pass the reins on from christine sinclair to any striker she has to be one of them no yeah, I think um, if you watched the um, Canada, she believes cop. Yeah, I don't think you know she missed a couple sitters, and, but I don't think that really describes her as a player. I think she's had a great season at Man City. I think you know it's always difficult, especially this season with COVID coming to your national team, and yeah. and you know it, for for Canada, it was a very new lineup for the national team. Um, so I don't think you can judge her based just on the, those performances. I think you got to judge her from the entire season she's had. And, and like you said, she's, she's had a great season and yeah. um, she's, she's definitely more dynamic, I think, than Sinclair. Whereas I think Sinclair is, is very good at being the right place, the right time, popping away goals. So I, where yeah. I think Becky might lack that a little bit, but she, she moves really well off the ball. She's great with the ball. Yeah. The feet. So I think, I think she's up there for sure super noticeable when you have Stanway and Ellen White that play ahead of you and then she's able to kind of tuck in and, and find the gaps and when you have Sam Mavish and Rose Lavelle on your team when you're city like there's that cohesiveness that you keep seeing and talking about how important it is for a team I think full marks to the city squad like I've been praising the men's side now I'm praising the women's side because I the think women's side is phenomenal right now. I agree I mean they've got bronze who's the best defender my... I think for sure. They've got Steph Hutton, who's really great as well. She's a national yeah. team player for, for England. So, yeah. I mean, I think they've got, like I said, they've got a ton of depth and yeah. I think that's going to carry them through um, this sure. Champions League. Uh, any other Canadians that you're keeping an eye out for? Um, I mean, I always, I'm, I'm a friend of uh, Jesse Fleming's and I would love to see her get some, some game time in, uh, for Chelsea I think you know she's such a great player for the Canadian national team and yeah. um, this is her first professional professional season so she's you know working her way into the squad obviously PSG and Lyon have some Canadians um, you know Kadisha Buchanan for Lyon everybody's got their eye on she wasn't with the Canadian squad because her club wouldn't release her but you know she's obviously one of the best defenders for Canada so um you know Ashley Lawrence for PSG so it's always nice to see some of the Canadians up there and competing in those top tournaments for sure like in, the, in the like the really big tournaments too right like I mean yeah. it's not like it's not here at home or in university they're out playing with the best of the best oh yeah they're representing for sure and I think um you know to be on the world stage like that gives them 
our, gives Canadians such a good idea of, you know, the level that we could be at and that we are getting to. So yeah. um, it's really nice to see that. And it's for me, you know, being in France right now, it's really cool to, to play against those players and, and have a feel for that. So, yeah, I think yeah. definitely some players to watch out for. Uh, what about Jordan Heidema? You think she's going to get some opportunities to crack that PSG lineup? Um, you know, I think she's had a difficult season at PSG. I mean, she's still super young. So, yeah. you know, she's just, for her, it's all about experience right now. And even just traveling with the team, getting a couple minutes in, um, mm-hmm. she's getting more and more experience. And I think that will help her um, for the Canadian national team for, you know, maybe more seasons with PSG. I've heard rumors she's trying to, to find a new club. So um whether that's true or not, I don't know. I'm not spreading rumors, but no, no, no. <laughs> I don't have any inside information. So, but, I'm not going to um, probe. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So I hope, um, I hope she gets some minutes. I mean, that would be great for her, but I think for right now, I think it's more about just, you know, having the experience of being a part of that team and being a part of that um, situation. So we'll see, we'll see what he ends up doing. And I think it would be, um, you know, she's a quality player and she scored some goals. We've seen her score some great goals this yeah. season. So um, when she gets her minutes, um, yeah, it'll be good. Well, good for Chelsea and City. Going back to the two English squads there, they don't have to play. Uh, well, City doesn't have to play Lyon. So I guess yeah. they're a little happy there. I think anyone not having to play Lyon has to be a little bit I'll be honest, I think all the rest of the teams are happy that PSG and Lyon are playing each other. So Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> those I are think some both teams... Two- both teams are very open to facing each other because I think that's like, well, if we beat you here, we're going to go after the league because we're going to be on a high. Yeah. And the, yeah. the team that loses would be like, hell no, am I giving you the title? So um, that's going to be a massive well, matchup. Here I pose a question to you. Do you think um, as a coach, if you're PSG or Leon, do you put more importance on your now Champions League matchup or do you put more importance on your your league matchup? Like you want to win the league or do you, or do you win both? Are you trying to win both? Like, what do you think? The if I'm is... if I'm Paris, I'm trying to win both. If I'm PSG, I'm trying to win both, just because it's it's time to outbeat the best, right? right. Like you just got to do it. But if you're Lyon, I think you take a little bit more focus into the Champions League because you're looking for your sixth title in a row, or your seventh title in a row. Um, I don't think you want it to break against someone from your own country. Yeah, that's especially fair. especially if you see them week by week, but. Um, like you said, Leon hasn't been as sharp in the in the league as they have in the well, actually they haven't been sharp this year, considered no. like comparatively to the last four or five years, but they've lost players. So I think the focus should be let's win the Champions League, let's keep our dominance there. Because they're a dynasty, whether anyone ab- ab- agrees to it or not. But they've been for a sure. dynasty for a quiet a while. But uh, if I'm Paris, I'm trying to win both. What about you? Uh, I agree. I think Paris has got something to prove. And yeah. I think to do that you win both and you just say look what we did right um and I agree I don't think Leon's been in form and um I think the league for them might not necessarily be more important right now um so I agree I 100% agree with what you predict there for sure although I will say for Leon is if PSG cannot overcome the COVID cases or the health of that I think this is Leon's to just blow wide open for sure. Any other year, I would say, but because of COVID, I, I agree. I, I think, you know, health and um, form of players is going to come into this this situation as well. It's be super disappointing for, for PSG, though, if that's the reason why they're unable to, to win something. 
I agree because they've had such a dominant season so far. And I think they're really kind of on that rise to their peak. And Mm -hmm. I don't think they've got there yet. And, you know, I think they could do it this season with Champions League with maybe potentially winning the league. And it would be super unfortunate if, you know, a couple COVID cases cost you what could have been your best season ever. So now, even if they win out the season and they lose to Lyon, that sort of gap could just go the other way, right? Yeah, Yeah, for for sure. sure. Uh, So... I'm guessing you're picking Paris to win this tie. I, I think that's what you said at the yeah. top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm just writing our, our predictions down. We're going to come and visit <laughs> them at the end of uh, the month there. Um, okay. Chelsea or Wolfsburg? Chelsea for me. I, I'm not going to disagree as long as it's not <laughs> the men's Chelsea squad. We're okay. Uh, Bayern and Rosengard. Uh, Bayern. Like we said before, I think it's Bayern's to lose. Yeah. And then Jenny... And Barcelona versus City. <laughs> I'm going to go with City. Sorry, Jenny. Uh, I'm going City as well, I think. Um, like we said, depth and the ability of City this year has just been great. So the only difference we have is that big French matchup. So we'll, we'll flip a coin and we'll see who wins that one. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, draw starts this Tuesday and Wednesday, March 23rd and 24th, respectively, followed by the following week where the rest of the matches will be done. So at the end of March, we will be looking at the semifinal. So hopefully Paige is available and we'll hop, have her back on for another segment, which will probably be the next episode with the way things are going. Um, But why don't we take a quick little break and when we come back, we'll talk uh, men's Champions League. What up, guys? It's your host, Nick McVicker. And if you are looking for a weekly sports podcast to fill your sports needs, you've come to the right place. Garage Door Sports, hosted by myself, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji, brings you all the up-to-date news, notes, and opinions on everything in the sporting world. If you like good conversation, good friends, and a lot of jokes being thrown around, you've come to the right place. Don't forget to check us out on all your favorite streaming sites, and we will make sure we bring you content every Saturday right here on Garage Door Sports. We're back. Um, it's been a very exciting little uh, draws for the last couple of weeks. I mean, the women's came out, and the men's just recently came out, and obviously Europa. But let's let's start with the with the men's. Europa matchups. Uh, any Europa match- or champions? Sorry, sorry. Good catch. We're going <laughs> Champions League. Sorry, folks. Um, any matchup here that that you're looking at going? This will be maybe the early title favorite match that you would expect to see in a final um, or in the semis, but now you're seeing it in the quarters. Um, I'm, I like that Bayern PSG matchup. I think that's going to be a repeat of last year's final. Yeah, I think that that I would have liked to see that in a semi or a final, Mm -hmm. but I think that'll be I think it's a little early, but I think it'll still be a good competitive game, obviously. Um, I think Real Madrid Liverpool, I think will be a good, good game. I mean, they're all going to be good games. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe the Porto. Why don't we start with Porto and Chelsea then? Because I think that might be the the matchup that you wouldn't expect. Yeah. Or to be to be there first of all like I mean I would have thought Juve would would be the team there but it's not which is I think shocked everybody I mean if you'd put money on it you'd be putting money on Juve in that game but uh, or in that matchup but yeah I mean, I mean if you look at the last three years of Juve though they've lost to Ajax they've lost to 
uh, Lyon, and now they've lost to Porto. So, I mean, if you're a better and you follow trends, then there you go. You probably should. Right, right. But I think if you're looking at favorites, this is this was a bit of an upset. Um, I agree. I agree. So both sides are actually going to be very defensive. I mean, Thomas Tuchel has come into Chelsea and sort of shored up their, their defensive structure. They're not giving away a lot of goals. And I mean, to not give away a lot of goals against Atletico Madrid, who is a very stingy defensive team, um, says a lot about what Chelsea's trying to do is just to sort of he I think he's recognized he doesn't have Neymar and and Kylian Mbappe or any of the big stars yeah. on his squad that he just has to get a full 11 men af- uh, effort no yeah I think he's done a great job actually with Chelsea and I think they've been been really exciting and interesting to watch I think they're they look a little bit more organized now and yeah. um, I think that's made all the difference and like you said not giving up so much defensively um, I think he's recognized the players he's working with and you know, put a system into play that's really helped them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think hopefully going into these Champions League games, that'll be kind of the game plan as well. Not giving up so many goals, especially, you know, you got to play a couple legs of these games, right? So. Yeah. And then you but, flip over to Porto, whose defensive structure against Juve was actually very admirable. I mean, you have a 38-year-old Pepe in defense who just looked, Yeah, it's crazy. He looked like Wendy Renard on a very good night. Like, he was just yeah. clearing balls, getting them, um, beating Ronaldo to them, beating Chiesa to them, beating he's a, whoever he's the hell. He's such a little pit bull, man. He's crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think that Porto team realized that they had a very good chance of beating this Juve side, and they did. And I don't think they should hold themselves back against Chelsea either because they're going to be defensively sound. They're going to be the Lyon or the Ajax of this year, I think. Um, I, I mean, I can see Chelsea having the possession, but are they going to be able to break Porto down? That's the question. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think they're kind of a dark horse, which is always exciting to watch. And, um, you know, you're kind of rooting for them. Um, like, I think if they can catch them on a counter or something, I think it'll be good. Cause like you said, they're so good defensively that um, Chelsea maybe isn't as structurally organized because they just switched over to a new coach, a new system, things yeah. like that. So um, I mean, catch them on a counter or something. And I think it'll be, um, yeah. it'll be a show. Force them to, to make a mistake in possession. Cause I mean, that's what it, they did yeah. to Juve. And I mean, the first leg, that's what happened on two of their goals. So, I mean, would you really want Matija Kovacic to have a ball <laughs> facing his goal? No. I mean, Kante, yeah. yes, but not not Kovacic. Um, yeah. I think at this point you would miss a guy like Ross Barkley who could do that and kind of sort of turn yeah. around. So maybe they have something to work off of there. But um, it's going to be an interesting tie because they're both defensive teams so far. Uh, right, do you want right. to pick a quick winner out of here? Um, I'm going to go Chelsea. All right. I think um, she says it with a deep breath, like oh, uh, crap, I have to pick it, Chelsea. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts my soul a little bit. <laughs> uh, I'm what gonna go you? the opposite here, and I'm gonna go Porto. And okay. I think I'll just I, like you said, dark horse. I like yeah. doing this. I like picking the random teams. Um, not necessarily they're gonna win, but I think you know what? I'm just gonna call them out, and hopefully, uh, I would hey, say they Porto. Might show up. So I think if if Chelsea get the ball for longer than they they've been used to especially um the last couple of weeks they might it might be an issue and i think porto would be like here show me what you can do right and as long as and as long as porto isn't playing man city i think <laughs> they have every right to every right to to win this tie yeah yeah i think it'll be a i think it'll be a good game yeah 
Another interesting fact with this year's draw is there's three English clubs. So why don't we right. move to the, the blue side of Manchester, the side that I keep praising this season. Um, maybe I'll stop. I don't know. They're really good. <laughs> Pick a side, man. Come on. It's always going to be the red in my heart, but I mean, <laughs> uh, City played Dortmund. This is going to be a very interesting matchup because I think Pep Guardiola is going to see uh, Haaland, Sancho, all the young guys up close. And, and I would not be surprised if he picked off some of them this season or yeah, this oh, off for season. sure. For sure. Coming into next season, he's, yeah. he's, he's just playing this game to recruit. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Come on. Like, yeah. what do you expect? He goes after Bernardo Silver after Monaco does what they for do. Sure. Um, if Highland says to him that, you know what, Dortmund isn't winning because they're sitting in sixth or something last time I checked and they're going to switch over to Marco Rosa, who for Gladbach, they've lost, I don't know how many in a row. So mm. if you're looking on a way out, uh, City's looking for a striker. For sure. For sure. Pep, I just did your recruiting. Do I get paid? Yeah. <laughs> Sponsorship, please. <laughs> so why don't we talk a little bit about the tie? Um, a lot of people could say that City can run away with this because of how good they've been. But is it going to be closer than that? I think I think it's going to be a surprising, like you said, a little closer than people are assuming. I don't think it's going to be a runaway. Um, yeah. I mean, I like City. I don't like City. I <laughs> respect City. <Yeah. laughs> Let me choose my words here. I think they have some of the top. I mean, De Bruyne is one of my favorite players. And I I think, I mean, Phil Foden's been pretty good as well. So um, they've just got the quality. And like you said, Dortmund's not having a great season. Um, They've had a lot of problems, a lot of problems. And um, they're just not informed this season. So I'm hoping it'll be a closer game for the, for entertainment's sake. Um, But I think, I think this potentially could be cities to lose kind of like what we said before, but yeah, I think it'll be fun regardless. Yeah. So I think based on what I'm trying to find out, if, if city go through, for example, they would probably face Bayern or PSG in a potential semifinal matchup. So whoever comes out of this is going to play potentially the defending champions Champs. or the defending yeah. runner up here. So, um, just quickly give me your winner here and then we'll move on to the to the juicy matchup there with Bayern. City. I think City's gonna take it. Okay. And that pains me as well. I mean, I think I think if Pep's trying to win something this year, he I think he's run away with the Premier League. I think this is where he needs to sort of bear down. Even if they lose a game or two in the Premier League, it's not gonna make a difference. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to the the Bayern and PSG. Uh, a game that's the potential City versus Dortmund winner will play them. Yikes. This is very early for a big matchup like this. No? I'm kind of disappointed. I wanted to see this in like a semi or a final. And, you know, to lose one of those two teams in a quarter is going to be kind of disappointing. But, I, I mean, it's going to be a good game. For sure. Just I think it's too early. Yeah. Uh, very early. I think it's, it's it's like that Lyon PSG matchup over the yeah. winners. I think it's a little early for that. But um, Bayern's defending, they're sort of struggling this year. They haven't been as ruthless. I mean, yes, okay, fine. They won earlier today with Alfonso Davies getting a red card in the 12th minute and scored four in a row because they're like that. But I meant like overall-wise, they haven't been as clinical as they were last year. Are they going to struggle against PSG who – for some reason against Poch have been playing more attractive football. 
they're attacking a little bit more. Their counterattacking looks just deadly. Are they going to struggle, Bayern? I think so. I think um, I think PSG has been good this season. Um, I think you know they've got you've got Mbappe, you got Neymar, you've got you know Di Maria, you've got some of these top attacking players. I like Di Maria a lot, but <laughs> um, I do. Um, so when okay sorry i'm gonna pause you there when he left united or when he came to united what was your thoughts on that i mean i was happy <laughs> i'm excited i like team maria it's okay <laughs> and then he left and then just... and then he left and then it was <laughs> yeah okay sorry back to your point um where were we yeah uh, i think yeah you know PSG has been fun to watch and you know we get a lot of their games here obviously like I'm in France so we have a lot of girls on the team who are big PSG supporters so we're always watching um, PSG games so they're always fun to watch and um, I think they've got quality up top that and like you said Bayern's struggling defensively so you know PSG is such an attacking team and like you said they've been playing much better more attractive style football Whereas Byron, I know they're top of the table right now in their in their league, but I think against that quality of a team, they're going to struggle a little bit. But I think it's going to be – it could potentially be a stalemate. Like, it's just going to be a battle. Mm-hmm. Offense versus defense, so. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I mean, I think I look at Byron's high line that's going to not do well today, or I guess in that matchup, just because the counterattack with Bappe, Keane, Julian Traxel – um, just the way they were turning on against Barcelona. I mean, obviously, Bayern's a better team in the midfield and defensively. Yeah, yeah. And, and Manuel Neuer can actually come out and play a sweeper role. Yeah, uh, Neuer always crazy. And, and take that away. But they're going to, I feel like they're going to struggle and they're going to. But here, okay, here's my thing Does PSG start Moises Keane, Julian Draxel, and Kylian Mbappe and Marco Cardi up front? Or do they bring back Neymar and Di Maria into the starting lineup? See, I don't know. I am not a Neymar fan. Right. Personally. Right. So I think leaving him out of the squad doesn't necessarily hurt the squad a whole ton, but that's a personal opinion. <laughs> well, um, yeah. When he's in form, obviously he's great and he's one of the best players in the world. Um, and he creates a lot of opportunity, which is what uh PSG needs especially against you know maybe a weaker defense just creating those scoring opportunities or drawing fouls or something like that to get you know a set piece or something yeah um I mean Mbappe you're gonna throw in there no matter what he's been super dynamic or he is super dynamic um I don't know it's a tough call I don't know as a coach Mm. I've I have my if, own opinions about players. Right. So, so. If, so the thing is, if if Neymar and, and Kylian Mbappe stay, then uh, start, then you have Bayern who have to adjust accordingly to that. Right. They'll they'll have to shift their focus and and mark those men accordingly. Right. But when you take away Neymar and you just have to focus on Mbappe, for example, that leaves Moises Keane open, Acardi open, Julian Draxel open, Ander Herrera can do whatever the hell he wants in the midfield. Yeah. So now you've now I think that that plays into PSG's favor. So I think. If I'm a coach, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to do that because uh, you want to play your best players no matter right, what happens, right. especially even with Neymar coming off an injury because I think he should be ready for that matchup. Yeah, I think so. I think they start that in the first leg. If it doesn't work, then you're probably going to see a bit of a switch in tactic from Poch. 
Yeah. And I think you're, regardless, they're going to force Bayern to adjust according to them, right? It's not going to be the other way around. So um, it's whether or not they make the correct adjustments. And like you said, you're potentially leaving so many quality players open that it could play in PSG's favor. So I think it's going to come down to um, who has better tactics on the day. Exactly. And not to take away from Bayern because Lewandowski is just tearing it apart. Muller's playing great. You have, oh, yeah. you have a very, very good squad. And when we say weak defense, I'm just saying that I don't think Jerome Boateng can handle the pace, right. but him and David but Alaba. That's the problem. And, yeah, that's the problem. But that's why you have Benjamin Prevard who starts on the right and can cover that. And then you have Alaba who can do the same and Alfonso Davies can run. 70 yards oh, faster than you days. can blink right <laughs> so i mean yes we say weak defense but i think if you're comparing it to the attack and the skill of the attack that's where we're sort of giving that in- right. imbalance and it's not, too. yeah it's not that they're they're weak they're bad players no i think they have the one of the best back players. lines there is yeah exactly it's now you're putting world class against world class and and yeah. you know at the pace the pace is i think is going to be a problem you know of course but we'll like you said, Alfonso Davies can run, so and he's Canadian, so we're rooting for him. So <laughs> we'll always root for him. Just don't get a red card before the yeah. first 15 oh minutes God. of a game. Jesus. Please. Um don't. okay. Do you have a winner for this matchup? It's a I massive gonna... if statement for me. I know. Like, I'm, I'm... Yeah. Let's come back to it. Yeah, let's think about let's it. Let's come back. Let's come back to it. Okay. So the other matchup is Liverpool against Real Madrid, both sides who have been meh this season if i can summarize their season in in one word i mean real madrid just hasn't been lethal they haven't been great i mean in the league they're doing what they can but they still aren't anywhere near the top in my opinion um they looked stale in the first leg against atlanta uh liverpool's missing their defense so obviously that's taken a huge toll but they just haven't been good this season with whatever else they have um fabinho moving from uh defender to midfielder has been a good change for them but this might be a matchup that looks like it's on paper of Titans, but it, it might be the two weakest teams in the tournament. No. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I was reading something the other day that said Liverpool had like 15 different center back pairings this season, like something crazy like that. They've, you know, they're missing some incredibly key players. And I think for me as a defender, I find, you know, if you're not playing with your same, you know, kind of defensive partner all season, it's, you know, there's big holes in that back line. Cause you don't, you don't understand each other. You don't move the same way. You don't build that relationship. And I think that's what Liverpool is struggling with right now. He can't put together a pairing that's really working. And that's why yep. they've had so many different pairings. And, you know, it's unfortunate because Liverpool's, you know, last season, they were obviously incredible and, um, you know, they're one of still one of the best teams, but they're just, I think injury kind of hurt them this season. Yep. Um, I think, I think they could still be good, but I think, like you said, it's potentially one of the weakest matchups, which you wouldn't, you would no. normally never say that, you know, Not you have champions here. Right. So, um, but I think Liverpool's defense is really been an issue this season and it's mm-hmm. it's unfortunate i think it's just super you know with the acl injury and stuff like that it's been a yeah a tough tough season so of course i mean offensively they're gifted but when you have to play them out of position it doesn't actually work um, right 
And like you said, the importance of being with your pair, let, let's also say that the back line needs to be together a lot more often because when you have TAA, Trent Alexander-Arnold going up all yeah. the time, you need someone who can run the pitch like Virgil van Dijk or Matip or, or Gomes um, to really cover that gap. And I don't think, I don't think Kabak's able to do it. I don't think, I mean, Phillips has done better than Kabak for yeah. sure. Um, but Ben Davis, who they brought in, just hasn't played well or hasn't played at all. Um, so you're losing that. So I think if they can figure out a pairing, they're, they're going to be fine, but. Well, that's the thing. Uh, it's a matter, I mean, it's kind of late in the season right now to try and, or I mean, not too late, but to try and figure out a center back pairing, No. you know, that's, that's something you do in preseason and you kind of stick with your, your pairings for the whole season, unless mm-hmm. obviously you have injuries. So I think, I think that's really really been unfortunate as a defender I understand that that situation and how difficult it is to put those those players throw those players into those positions and be changing every game they're having a different back four right and yeah you know typically your defense or your two central defenders are are kind of the um, staple on the team right it kind of holds everybody together and to to kind of have these question marks there I think that's really really gonna hurt yeah them it's making in, everyone in look weak yeah yeah and it's unfortunate I mean even Salah hasn't looked amazing and you know no. it's it's unfortunate it's the, it's the momentum of this team it's the it's yeah. confidence level so when you know that something's struggling on the other side you you compensate in a different way and it just isn't going to work out for you um if i'm curing benzema i'm going to try and eat kabak alive for breakfast for sure. and dinner and lunch and midnight <laughs> snack like i'm going after him because i think the only bright spot for real madrid is curing benzema no like it has to be uh, like he's just he's yeah. finding the net he's the man that's getting the ball at the right time. There's no Bale. There's no Ronaldo. There's no Jaimes Rodriguez sitting right. in behind him. Uh, there's no one to hide behind. There's no, you know, not that he's no ever one. really hit and been no. like, he's been very quiet and, and scoring his major goals. But I mean, it's always been Ronaldo, this Bale, this Jaimes um, is back. He was not back. Uh, you know, Zidane didn't well, do I this. Think, right. On this team, they've always had some major names, right. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, hopefully that player, not saying that they don't have quality on the rest of the team, because obviously, like, look at the whole lineup, right? But, you know, you have these major players who you know, in the 90th minute can, can win a game for you. And I think now that, like you said, they're kind of missing those names, it's, it's on Benzema, and he's been good. So hopefully he can, he can continue to do so. And, you know, like you said, kind of eat them alive at the back there. So yeah, yeah, it will be. Uh, I think it will be one of the closest draws. Obviously, Porto and Chelsea will be a little close, but this will be another matchup where I don't think any either team wants to give away anything. It'll be that really boring sort of approach. Yeah. Um, and I think the biggest matchup to look of is Ramos and Salah and how that goes. And I think Benzema and any of the center defensive pairings that. Uh, yeah, we'll that, see what that they Liverpool- pick that yeah, day. Exactly. <laughs> So are you feeling a little bit more confident about who you think is going to win this tie? Um, against Madrid and Liverpool, I think yeah. it'll go um, to Madrid's side. Wow. I, I think Liverpool is wow. going to hurt, hurt in the back there. Yeah. I, and I really think that's, it's going to be a problem for them. And, you know, like you said, they've kind of lost momentum. Um, you know, you don't have Salah playing at his best. And I think, like you said, it all has to do with momentum and, you know, maybe Madrid can pick up on that and, and kind of run with it. So. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. 
Um, my dad is a Liverpool fan. I've grown up in a Liverpool United <laughs> household. I am going to pick the Reds because I think someone's going to wake up for Liverpool and it's going to score a big goal in like the 90 plus extra time minute or whatever. And it's not going to be Mane or Salah. It's going to be like Diego Jota or right. Oxley Chamberlain or someone's going to score a big freaking, you know what? James Miller is going to score a goal for Liverpool this time. <laughs> um, I, I think both teams are just sort of struggling this year. So I think it could be a toss up again, but I'm going to go with the Reds. Uh, I like the Reds more than the Blues of Merseyside. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Quickly, Bayern, PSG, just PSG. right away. Okay. Same. I'm going to be dead wrong because I know that they're going to start Neymar and Neymar is going to be absolutely yeah. useless um, and Bayern's going to win. But um, if they go with the same lineup that started that Barcelona matchup, then I think I think It'll PSG and Poch yeah. are going to outplay Bayern. Uh, let's quickly just do the Europa League before we sign off. Um they also had their quarterfinal draws. I think the English sides got a little bit lucky. Uh, we'll get to them last, but we'll start with Ajax and Roma. I think that might be the biggest matchup. Uh, obviously, Ajax is struggling this year. Roma has been okay, but this is on paper the biggest matchup out of the four. At least if you're better, this is a matchup that you're probably like, I don't know who's going to win. Yeah, I, I think it's a toss-up. Throw it a coin and if it lands on heads, you know, so... Um, like you said, they haven't been, neither team have been great this season. Um, I think it's who, who's ever is on that day. Whoever's having a good day is going to take it. I don't think you can really say, oh, this team, I'm not team. So yeah. Yeah. I know. Even though Ajax leads the league, it doesn't make any difference. Sorry. Um, really doesn't. I mean, they, if you've watched them play, it's like cringeworthy at some time like well i mean that clerical uh, error sort of summarized the start of their year when they yeah. left off the player they spent the most money on well, how, how does that even happen like <laughs> against another side that made a clerical mistake was it last year or something <sighs> like that where they left where they put the wrong player on the roster so we'll see whose yeah. side has the best clerical advantage it's not playing wise it's administrative well. <laughs> yeah. uh, it blows my mind blows my mind do you want to pick a winner out of this one um, I'm gonna go Ajax. Yeah, I agree. I like them. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go to Dino Mazargrub and Villarreal. Uh, a lot of people are, are touting Villarreal as favorites, but I think they have it wrong. I really, really do think that Dino Mazargrub is the favorite in this matchup. Am I, I wrong? I agree. No, no, no. Oh. I'm gonna agree. No, I would agree with you 100%. Um, even though they lost that first game against Spurs, they were good the other night. Oh, I think they're electric, as that is our word of the... Yeah, it's the word. We're going to call this episode the electric episode. episode. (laughs) And Villarreal, I don't know. I've never really been a fan, but... I think Villarreal is is Unai Emery's side, correct? Let me just double check Uh... this. I think it's it's Unai Emery. While I confirm that you want to pick a winner... (laughs) Yeah, it's Unai Emery. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I have no faith in the guy. Okay. Although he's won this tournament how many times? So maybe right. I should have a little bit of faith. But you, Yeah, no. he finds a way. He just finds a way. I mean, Dinamo Zagreb, those three goals were brilliant. They were beautiful. Electric. Uh, yeah. Underscore <laughs> and underline that. <laughs> caps, all caps. <laughs> uh, is Dinamo your team here? Yeah. 
Nah, I'm putting them in caps while I write this down, eh? Okay, yeah. good. I'm glad. Your, write an electric beside it. <laughs> okay, hold on while I do that. You want to do the next matchup then while I write electric? Um, We'll do our United. Yeah. Our United matchup. Or, or... Uh, oh my God, United though. I can't. They had, they had, I think, the toughest matchup last round. I thought that was interesting. They, yeah. they had to play a little bit more defense than I've seen them play in a while. Um, but they won. Which I'm happy about. And I'm shocked. I'm not a big fan of Shaw. And um, Really? He's had a very good season. He, he really has. Ask any of my friends. I am not <laughs> a fan. But yeah, this season he's been, you know, he's been what? Man of the match like three times. He was player of the month a few times. He just got called into the English national team. So, I mean, United, they really... You know, it's it's a love hate relationship here, but yeah. But I I think the last, um, like the Milan game, I thought you know it was good. I don't think we were great. No, I don't think neither side really knew what they were doing until Paul Pogba came into the second half. Well, and he scored with what one minute into into being in the game. So, but again, I mean, United does have players like that that can come on and make a difference. So, you know, you have Paul Pogba who hasn't been starting, but, you know, he's getting back into form. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about Marcus Rashford here. I think he's overplayed. 100%. He's been struggling. He's been struggling. He came off. I think I think he's injured. I don't think they're going to say it to us, but he's injured. Mm, he's, he's dealing with injured. that. Back, he's dealing with his back injury from last year that I think they right. rushed him back a little bit too early from. Um biggest thing for united here is do not take renato lightly there's something about us taking spanish sides that are not in the top eight very lightly athletic bilbao cough cough that just come out and find a way to to beat us and and i think it's be ruthless i i agree and i think um we have holes i think united has holes and you know in the team and and i think other teams like this that are we're not expecting to come for us are going to expose those and you know we give up goals in the first two minutes of the game all the time and if that happens yeah. here it, i that's you know, on ole that's on that's on ole well, I, I give i agree i agree but and i think um, you know if they can come out and score put away a quick goal against us i think that that'll determine the rest of the 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 leg for them for sure so united wins though i think oh, you have to always <laughs> okay uh, the next matchup is uh, Arsenal, Mikel Arteta's Arsenal versus Slavia Praha, who have beat two English sides. And when I say English, I meant the United Kingdom in Leicester and the Rangers in the last two rounds. Are they going to be the, the UK killers? Is that what I'm going to call Slavia Praha? I, you know, I, I think they're kind of a dark horse as well. I think you can't write them off. Um, they capitalize, you know, and yeah, they wait, Arsenal, they wait, they wait, they, wait. they do. And they find the moment and they capitalize. And and for me, Arsenal haven't been great this season. Um, God, Arsenal. I don't know. The whole the whole English league this season has really... <laughs> uh, I'm not writing Slavia off if it helps. No. I am picking them to win. I think um, a mistake with, again, back turn to, to the other side. They're going to be looking at their goal. Granite Xhaka is going to make one or two errors in the midfield or David Luiz or Always. somebody's oh, just going to make a... a like, I feel like Kieran Tierney's going to try and save everyone's ass and it's not going to work for once. And 
I think Slavia is just going to wait for that. They're going to be like, here's the ball. Stay in your own half, and we'll see what you can do next. Um, yeah, I think so, too. I think I think they picked their moments really well. And Arsenal make a ton of mistakes, especially in the back line. Like, David Luiz, when he's on, he's on. When he's off, he may as well not be on the field. Like, it's... <laughs> You're like, yes. are they playing with nine players? I don't understand. Like, are they playing with 10 players? What's going on? So I think if they can pick their moments, they'll do well. I'm still going to pick Arsenal to win. I think they will pull through. But, you know, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if the dark horse comes through here. And Yeah, if, if Arsenal win. win and if United win, there's a potential for a final, an all-England final once again. That would be interesting, but... I would like to see. I would like to see somebody else come through, like Ajax or you know. Yeah, Dinamo, electric Dinamo Zagreb. <laughs> electric Zagreb. Let's I bring have them, them going the to the final. They're going. They're going to do it. I don't know. Let's we'll do see. a United Zagreb final. <laughs> if that's if that's the or I think they'll play each other in the semi. No, no, they'll play each other. Uh... I don't remember. I always mix it up because I got confused with the article. Um, but I think oh, they're going to play each other. If yeah, they're going to play each other. Yeah. Nah, that's the, that's what we're hoping for. United Zagreb, not United Arsenal. No, we don't want that. Okay, let's uh, let's wrap up the show. That does it for our starting 11, which is brought to us by Shenzi Shack. Don't forget to give the Shack and Chef Sab a follow on Instagram as they bring you cuisines from around the world. They deliver and now are available for pickup in the Vancouver area. Um, you know, thanks again for hopping on. I feel like you can come on whenever and whenever you want to do a show because like, I think you have that status now. <laughs> Oh, I'm in. Kick Braden out. I'm in now. <laughs> I think you. I think you've been in more episodes than he has. So I. I, I feel like you should let him know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will. I'll call him right after this and let him know. Sounds good. Uh, do you have any final thoughts as we sign off today? Um. Uh, my final thought is support women's sports. I'm sure if you've been looking at the um, news recently, especially revolving around March Madness and all that nonsense. Um, support women's sports as much as you can watch women's sports. Um, it's important. I hope one day we get to the point where we're not saying this anymore and we're not saying women's champions league, men's champions league. We could just call it champions league, but for right now, support women's sports. And that is my final, final thought for today. Oh man. I can't top that. Damn. (laughs) No, um, I think I'll just echo what you said. Uh, we all know what's going around in the NCAA with the discrepancy between, um, I guess the way that stuff is being given out or what sort of foundations are there and food and, and equipment and stuff like that. So let's hope that that's not the case. I mean, there's been a few stories over the last couple of weeks where the national teams are, are fighting for equal pay and it's working out. So um, the next step is getting the leagues at equal pay. Um, and that's just going to happen if we keep listening and keep growing the game as it is. Yeah, I agree. I saw this really interesting um saying about what's going on with the March Madness and the NCAA tournament right now. And it was the attitude towards the men's is we're so happy to have you here. And the attitude towards the women's is you should be happy to be here. Um, Oh yeah. Okay. And you kind of get what I'm saying. So I, I really feel that as a female athlete and I think things need to change. So um yeah all i can say is support women's sports and watch women's yeah. sports and invest in in women athletes female yeah, athletes. And, and if you see something that you know is inappropriate or shouldn't be done like we saw the stars over at oregon do put it on social media 
it's oh, gonna blow burn it up. up. It's gonna blow a little fire under someone's ass, and they're gonna have to come out with uh, obviously the normal saying that they just have to stick something in there that we made a mistake. But at least they went out and made, said that they made a mistake, whether they mean it or not. That's what social media is for to kind of get them to yeah, understand. Blow it up. Just blow it up, and things will change eventually. Exactly. So electric <laughs> and blow it up blow are it up. two messages to you guys today. <laughs> Um, we're gonna we're gonna sign off now and and don't forget to subscribe or like or leave a rating to our podcast you can follow us on twitter at touchline th you can follow me at Irfan manji you can follow Paige at culver underscore page um, don't forget that because she's here all the time so go follow <laughs> her um she has a maple leaf next to her name you know she's That's Canadian. me uh, don't forget to give our network garage door sport a follow or check out garage sports.com and then follow our segment sponsor shenzi shack um i hope they're coming back to toronto soon for all the gta lovers of their food uh, but right now they're still in vancouver so give them some love out there thank you for joining me once again Paige. yeah thanks for having me i i enjoy our time together awesome thank you all for listening and we will see you next match day cheers <laughs>